It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder having a blowout loss to the Houston Rockets. What that means for this game specifically, and why you shouldn't overreact to this game by the Thunder. We'll talk about that and more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we are going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder losing to the Houston Rockets in the first blowout loss of the season. SGA still goes for 30 points. But what went wrong for OKC in this game? Today's show is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can get uh, 100% instant deposit match guarantee up to $100 whenever you use our code locked on. So in this game, the Thunder had everyone available besides, of course, the usual. The three G League assignees, Lindy Waters, Eugene O'Murray, and Jalen Williams. Uh, also, Mike Muscalo's out, of course, with his finger fracture, pinky fracture. Uh, Chet Holmgren, of course, out for this season. But besides that, everybody else was available, and everybody else played in this game. The Thunder starters were SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, and Poku. But the five biggest minute getters for OKC in this game were SGA, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, and Trey Mann. Poku only played eight minutes in this game. Of course, you have to assume that was just due to the lack of physicality by him in this one. But to kick off this show, we're going to go through how this game unfolded for OKC, how it got to this point where you're down big to Houston and then you, you know, get uh, get beat by you know, 13 points and 
really no one played well besides SGA, Josh K, you know, the usual suspects. Nobody really played well. But before we get into that, I want to tell you to just simply stop overreacting. This is a long 82-game season. Think about how many ebbs and flows we've already seen. The Thunder have played 20 games, and all of these things have swung in a matter of 20 games. Remember Trey Mann's preseason and start of the regular season where he was a breakout player? Oh my goodness, he could win MIP. Oh my goodness, he looks like a guy that can be a starter, a sixth man of the year, a scoring title champion. Oh my gosh, Trey Mann's taking all these setbacks. And now we're looking around asking what's wrong with Trey Mann. Remember the start of the year whenever Lou Dort was a terrible basketball player, the Thunder need to stop starting him, he's a liability, he isn't good, to, wow, Lou Dort is a very valuable player and very good, and he's shooting 44% in his last 10 games. Remember the start of the season, summer league, preseason, how Josh Giddy was figuring it all out, and he had improved rim finishing, improved handles, improved defense, and oh my gosh, Josh Giddy's so good, he's making a year two leap, to now, these last few games, everyone is just freaking out about his future fit with OKC. Remember the the Poku takes at the end of that Minnesota game on, in the season opener in Minnesota to now and how completely, dramatically different that they are. Remember that at different points in this season, the Thunder were a tanking team. They were a play-in team. They were a... Oh my gosh, this team has to make a win now move right now. Like we've gone through in 20 games, that cycle of, of how fans perceive this team. When a couple of games, all of a sudden this, this is good to be a playing team. We have everything that you need to compete for a playing spot. Why aren't the thunder making a win now move upset that the thunder aren't making a win now move right now. Going from that to one loss in Houston, on the second night of back-to-back, putting this rebuild in some sort of shambles for fans. All of those things that I just laid out that have swung from one spectrum to the other, all those things swung in a matter of 20 games. Do not let this game add to this list. Look, I get it. If there's any team the Thunder are going to get blown out by, you desperately hope it's not Houston because of this, this social media rivalry between the Thunder fan base and the Rockets fan base and how annoying Rockets fans are. I get it. But don't overreact to this game and do not have this be added to the list of overreactions. Both teams are extremely young. You take Bowen out of the Houston uh, roster because he doesn't really play and Houston's average age comes down to as young as OKC. You know, and OKC, of course, is historically young. Both won on Friday. Both are on the second night of a back-to-back. OKC coming off of a difficult stretch. A very difficult stretch. OKC was playing in their fourth game in six nights. Two of those games went to overtime leading up to this fourth game. And the Thunder just... Did not have it going. They got off to their typical slow start. They lacked energy. They never could get the car back on the road. But this game, where the Thunder lose by 13 points, should not sour you on the entire Thunder season. Because this is not football, right? This is not a sport in which 
one game defines your entire season, your entire you know direction of your organization. It's one of 82, which the Thunder made it respectable-ish to lose by 13. Of course, they once got down by 27 points. There are three late lead changes, two times tied. But overall, it was just one of those nights where Houston was on and you weren't. The Thunder won the rebounding battle, 53-41. The Thunder created more turnovers. Houston had 24 turnovers. The Thunder had 15. But still, OKC got blown out in this game because the, the Rockets had 33 points off of turnovers and Houston and OKC had 12. It felt like Houston dominated in the paint, but we just mentioned the rebounding category and then also points in the paint was tied 52-52. Second chance points were tied 15-15. to Fast break points went to OKC 25-12. to But here's the kicker. Houston shot 50% from uh, three. They shot 52% from the floor. Whenever teams shoot that high percentage, there's not much you can do. When they're making these highly contested shots, it's just their night. On the opposite side of the spectrum, the Thunder shot 22% from three and 39% from the floor. You cannot win games that way. And the Rockets had Shingun go for 21-19, yep, you know, his best game. Jalen Green went for 29 points and 9 assists while hitting 6 threes and shooting 57% from the floor, his best game. And Jabari Smith had one of his best games of his young career. Houston had 6 in double figures, OKC had 4. This was not the night for OKC. And it was an incredible night for Houston. But there's no reason to overreact. OKC had an embarrassing loss to Houston last year as well. This is just the nature of the NBA. So I would just encourage you to not overreact because if this team goes out here in a couple of hours and upsets the Pelicans, then all of a sudden we're going to circle all the way back to, well, you know, why can't this team make a play-in spot? Well, why can't this team you know, be in the play-in? Don't be so in the mud in the NBA. Try to always view the bigger picture, or at least, to put it more simple, try to always have the context. Always contextualize what you're watching. Because when you lay it out this way, and it, it feels like in, in the middle of the game that OKC's just getting absolutely abused in the paint, and you look at the end of the game, and it's a lot closer than you might think. And whenever... In the midst of this game, they're down 27 points, but they lose by 13, which is what we're going to remember at the, you know, in five weeks from now. We'll remember they lost by 13. This is just a game you have to take. You have to live with for a couple of days. You play again Monday against the Pelicans, and that'll be your chance to, to wash this taste out of your mouth. But... Do not add this to the laundry list of overreactions that we've already seen compiled over the first 20 games of the season. Coming up, we'll talk about SGA dropping 30 points again. We'll talk Josh Giddy's game and so much more. But first, I want to say right now that this show is brought to you by Turo. Turo is fantastic. It's the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want 
whenever and wherever you want it from, from a community of local hosts across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Turo is the world's largest car sharing platform and marketplace. And Turo, you can book any car you want whenever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse their huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. You can book an SUV or minivan for that family road trip, a pickup truck for those errands you need to run if you don't have a pickup truck, and even test drive an EV. So make sure you check it out today. Do not forget that you should be trying Turo and not some boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo. Turo is awesome. Make sure you go check them out for whatever you may need. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. We are here talking about this game against the Houston Rockets, and we've discussed the bigger picture of it, but now let's dive into the game itself. SGA dropped 30 points. He scored 32, had three rebounds, three assists, two steals. He shot 57% from the floor. One for three from three, seven for seven at the line. Despite, of course, drawing the most attention as he does every game from the defense, and despite you know that heightening because literally nobody else had a great game, he was still able to find his shots, get to his spots, and find his way to an efficient 32 points. The thing uh, uh, of only getting seven free throws, uh, that's tough. You know, usually it's it's double digits for him, uh, but seven free throws is still good. Going one for three from three is good, and of course, shooting 52% from the floor is really, really good. SGA is just a superstar, but Josh Giddy, I think, deserves a lot more credit. I think that Josh Giddy in this game is getting a little bit of the of the Poku syndrome of, of his season opener. Remember, Poku played really well in Minnesota to start the season, but he had that embarrassing miss at the end of the game in Minnesota and you know, really down the stretch had, had a couple bad misses in Minnesota where it just tainted the way that we viewed his season opener when in reality it was a pretty good game. I think that that's happening a bit for Josh Giddy in this Houston game. Yes, he airballed two floaters, but he still scored 18 points. He had five rebounds, two assists, a steal, only had four turnovers. He's typically around three, uh, which isn't terrible for a guy who's going to try to make those uh 
tight-knit passes and trying to make those um, elaborate passes to, to create for his teammates off of uh, these these passes that can kind of gain them separation from the defense. Not a terrible uh, mark for him. Of course, you want to clean that up as much as, much as you can, but still only four turnovers. He shot 50% from the floor. All in all, a few bad bloopers, you know, the, the behind-the-back pass that went like straight out of bounds was not good. The, the air-balled floaters were not good. But despite those bloopers, overall, this was still a good game from Josh Giddy and a game that uh, I think would deserve more praise than than hate. And he went on Twitter and liked a tweet from somebody saying, you know, it's crazy the Thunder fan base is hating on Josh Giddy. Um, I personally haven't seen that hate for Josh Giddy on my timeline. They, of course, the, the, the typical things of uh, needing to improve his shooting, uh, turnovers have been a big complaint, even though I think that's, you know, mostly him just pressing and trying to do too much to regain that confidence that he had last year. Uh, but there probably is hate out there. Obviously I don't follow every single um, tidbit of uh, you know thunder accounts. There's a billion of them. Uh, but from what I've seen, there hasn't been that much hate, uh, but he did like that tweet. I think that all in all, you haven't heard anyone, you know, me personally hate on Josh Kitty. I think that the, the slow starts or whatever you want to call it is a bit overblown because with Josh Giddy, he, he does figure things out by most of the time in the second half. He's also only played in like 70 or 71 NBA games, which was uh, pointed out by our baby cakes on Twitter. And I think that just, we get lost sometimes in the game to game, much like the reaction to the Houston game overall. Everyone thinks that Josh Giddy's in a sophomore slump, right? He's averaging two more points than he was last year. He is averaging one less assist than he was last year. Same amount of rebounds as he was last year. He is shooting a better percentage from the floor than he did last year. He is shooting the same percentage from three as he did last year. He is shooting a better percentage from two as he did last year. He's shooting at a better effective field goal percentage than he did last year. So he's... He's making incremental improvements and we're calling it a sophomore slump. And as Al uh, pointed out, he hasn't played 82 games yet. Like his rookie season was really good and it it had historic moments in it. And the triple doubles were awesome. And John Morant just now, I believe passed him for uh, triple doubles. Or I think that they're still tied now. Cause I think that Giddy of course had five, five John got five the other day, I believe. Uh, Like he is still 20 years old, hasn't played 82 games yet and is improving. So I, I just don't get the need for Thunder fans to panic. That's what I've seen mostly. It hasn't been necessarily hate, but it has been panic. I've seen a lot of panic about, will Josh Gideon and SGA work? Whenever we haven't seen even close to enough possessions of them together to even begin to make a hypothesis, much less know the outcome, much less know the, the truth the fact of if they can or can't. We can't even make a guess yet. That's how little that they've played together. But it feels like a long time because it's his second season, right? But he's only played 71 games in his NBA career. Go back and look at how many of those 71 games have been with SGA. Then that number gets even smaller. But I have seen the panic. I... I, I 
wouldn't necessarily call that hate. But again, the, the hate, of course, uh, is out there and is, is likely out there, of course. But uh, I just found that interesting from Josh Giddy over the weekend. Of course, all a big matchup for him personally against the Pelicans, uh, going up against Dyson Daniels, a, his, his, his childhood friend and teammate in the NBA Academy, and of course, Australian as well. So that'll be funny against the Pelicans. We'll talk about that game coming up. Plus, we'll talk more about this Rockets game. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks is incredible. They are bringing you today's show. And what Price Picks is, is daily fantasy made easy, made simple. It's just you versus the projected numbers. So you're not getting into or looking at any sort of sharks that are just going to jump up and, uh, you know, beat you because they spend all day tinkering with the numbers and figuring out the best value. No, simply you versus the projected numbers. Go to pricepicks.com or download the app right now. And on your first deposit, you get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 whenever you use our code locked on. So the way PricePick works is, let's say tonight, the over-under for points scored for SGA is 25.5. If you bet the over and he scores 26, you've won. It's as simple as that. All you're doing is predicting and, and projecting and guessing what you think will happen in the game. If it happens, you win. You don't got to go up against any opponent. You don't got to go up against any anybody else. It's just you and the projections. It's so fun. You can use your knowledge and put it to the test at Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. PrizePicks.com. Promo code locked on. 100% deposit match up to $100. Make sure you check it out today. That's PrizePicks.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, we're talking about this Rockets game. So let's talk Aaron Wiggins. The Thunder need to play him more. OKC is unbeaten whenever he starts, but even that being a small sample size, that's fine. But the larger sample size is, is that Aaron Wiggins is a really good player. In this game, he scores 15 points, two rebounds, three assists. I should say 15 points, two rebounds, three steals, three for six from three, 50% from the floor and from the three-point line. The bottom line is Aaron Wiggins is a really good defender, a really good defender. He can score at all three levels, and he can keep the offense flowing. The ball does not stick to him. He can keep you in rhythm and also can score. That is a guy that the Thunder need to play. 
And I get it. You're trying out different players and you're experimenting. And, and I pointed this out on Twitter. Look, me personally, I would have put Wiggins in a lot earlier against Houston. But I do understand that that Mark had the opportunity to experiment. And that's what the season's about. And, and so what he was experimenting with, I think, was how do these young players react to four games and six nights, two at the overtime, playing a back-to-back, playing against Houston? How do they react to getting pushed to their limit? Obviously, uh, you'd have hoped for better energy, but I get wanting to test those guys out first. But then Wiggins comes in, plays really well, and I just think that in general, not just in this specific game, that there should have been, there should be more, there should be more Aaron Wiggins moments and opportunity for him. Overall, though, this was, just was not a good Thunder game. Like Trey Mann goes one for nine. Isaiah Joe, who's been electric, but the last two games, not so much, went two for eight. Darius Baisley did not attempt a shot in 10 minutes. J-Dub went four for 12. Lou Dort only played 13 minutes. Poku only played eight minutes. Usman Jang played, you know, played and went 0 for 4. Just not a good game. And you snap and clear, you regroup, and you hope for the best against New Orleans. This is the way that it works. Every team will have a clunker. I mentioned again, the Thunder were embarrassed by the Rockets last year. The Thunder embarrassed the Nuggets last year. That doesn't mean that the Nuggets are worse than OKC because they were embarrassed by them last year. This doesn't mean that the Rockets are better than OKC because they won on Saturday. It's just a game in an 82-game marathon. MVP of the game, SGA. Of course, he, he was incredible. We'll talk about the Pelicans game tonight afterward. So until then, be good and be good to one another. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly... Everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.